This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. We start tonight's entertainment with a visit from Red Skelton and the gang. Now, in searching for a different angle to introduce Red's show tonight, I stumbled across an anonymous reviewer online who, in my mind, hit it right in the nose. He said, and I quote, If you like a good laugh, you might start here. I don't write reviews. I may state an opinion now and then, but not a professional review. Think of Stan Laurel, Jonathan Winters, Tim Conway, Jerry Lewis, Shelley Berman, Bob Newhart, they and many others probably learn something from Red Skelton, and perhaps he from them. The point is, he caused many to laugh over the years. He was in radio, movies, and television. Yes, he doot it. Give him a try. I'm sure he won't disappoint you. Unquote. And you know, I just love listening to him trying to suppress the giggles and love it even more when he can't. So with those words, let's get right to it. The Red Skelton Show and the episode, Big Business Venture. If your worst day becomes a chore, cry no tide and worry no more. <laughs> That's Tide from Hollywood, Procter & Gamble's Tide, the wash day miracle that gives you the cleanest clothes in town, proudly presents the Red Skelton Show. Rose's Orchestra Marine title, Pat McGeehan, and Dick Ryan will be me, Rod O'Connor. From the Skelton Scrapbook of Satire, a story entitled The Big Business Venture, and it stars Red Skelton. Hello? Hello, Rod. This is Red. I've got a terrific idea I want to talk to you about, so I'll be right over. Okay, Red. Don't go away. <laughs> Thought I'd never get here. Come, you drove your car over here. You only live next door. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to waste time phoning for a cab, you know. Skelton, what are you so excited about? Well, Rod, I'm going to let you in on some little money, boy. Mm -hmm. How about you and me going in business together? We're in business together now on radio. Oh, yeah? Or did Procter & Gamble find that loophole in your contract? <laughs> Please don't put ideas like that in their head. 
television is just around the corner <laughs> tapping us on the shoulder. Don't do that. Well, what sort of business did you want to go into? I don't know. Let's pick up something. Everybody's trying to sell these days. Now, we'll just look through the morning paper and see what we can find. Okay, let's look through the want ad section. Okay. Hey, get a load of this item in the personal column. Young man with pet skunk would like to meet young lady with airwick. <laughs> Object tradesies. No, no. I said that. Huh? I knew that joke would stink. I didn't want to leave it in there. You're making me self-conscious. Oh, what, the airwick? <laughs> hey, how about this one? <laughs> Read that. Will you go ahead? <laughs> no, mine just laid an egg. I'm not going to lay two in a row. I... Read it. Go on. Read it. For sale. Rabbit Ranch. Stock includes two rabbits and adding machine. <laughs> I'm sorry I gave it to you now. Hey, this one looks good. What is it? High class restaurant in exclusive neighborhood. Oh? Owner must sell because of ill health. Oh, he's probably been eating his own food, huh? <laughs> But what do we do with a restaurant? Oh, I don't know. I love to cook. Remember the birthday cake I baked for you? I sure do. The only part I could eat was the candle. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be glad when Edna gets back. <laughs> you got all the jokes. <laughs> well, my cake wasn't too bad. CBS is going to use it for the cornerstone of the new television studio. <laughs> hey, come on. Let's go take a look at this restaurant. It'll be a good investment. All right, but I'm only doing it for one reason. Yeah, if you say no, it's going to be an awful short show. <laughs> Come on, look. By the time we should get there, Dave Rosney's orchestra will have played Be My Love.
Hey, this sure is an exclusive neighborhood. There's not a soul around. <laughs> Say, this looks like the restaurant that's for sale. Yeah. Gee, what a hole in the wall. You ain't kidding. What? Many a mouse has found a home there. <laughs> what do you say? Let's go in and talk to the owner. Come on, boy. <laughs> boy, those cobwebs over the door are really strong. Right? <laughs> this is the place we're going to buy, huh? Yeah. Business must be booming. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, well, come right in, fellas. What can I do for you? You're not hiding out from the place, are you? You'd like to hide out from this place, yeah. <laughs> no, we're not hiding from the police. Can't figure out what you're doing in this dump, you bill collectors. No. You're not looking for a handout? No, no, we got plenty of money. Show them, right? Oh, no, it's too much trouble. I'd have to take off my girdle to get to my money bill. <laughs> got money, huh? Oh, yes, yes. Business must not be too good. You know, there isn't a soul in here. Yeah, but you should see it at lunchtime. Oh? Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> now you take dinner time, that's when the place is crowded. Oh? The only trouble is they're all moralities and they eat off the cup. <laughs> well, that saves on plates anyhow, don't it? <laughs> I used to do pretty good business before they put that new highway out in front. Oh? Now you see the cars never go past here slower than 55 miles an hour. Really? You mean nobody ever stops? Only when they have a nasty accident. <laughs> so we don't know who wrote this. Somebody just slid it under the door and we're reading <laughs> I sell Keep the punching, vi- boy. Keep punching. <laughs> then I sell the victims a few hamburgers while they're waiting for the ambulance. Oh? If it wasn't for them women drivers, I'd go broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you told us this place is not doing any business. We came in to buy it. Oh, did I understand you to say you're interested in buying this gold mine? Yeah. <laughs> gold mine? You just told us that you were it's a flop. Oh, now, look, please do me a favor. Right. Buy the business before I become a millionaire. You see, I hate to pay taxes. Oh, well, uh... <laughs> you eat like you hate to get laughs, too. <laughs> what do you want for the joint? 5,000 wouldn't buy it. I'm one of the 5,000. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean money. Oh, well, I wouldn't pay more than 50 bucks for it. Well, that's close enough. <laughs> here's the key. Well, well, here's my 25 bucks. Come on, Rod. Give him your 25. Sure. Thank you, gents. I give you the business. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> top of the morning to you. Huh? I say top of the morning to you. The bottom of the deck to you, too. <laughs> well, Skelton... <laughs> Sounds like somebody that was late for Father Carney's parish this morning. <laughs> We're in the restaurant business, yeah. and now what'll we do? Well, let, let's go out someplace and have lunch. <laughs> hey, Red. Huh? Look out in the front there. What's that? Isn't that Trigger Happy McGee in the racketeer getting wow. out of his car? Yeah, oh boy, they say he's tough, too. Yeah. I heard that when he was born, the doctor slapped him on the back. He drew out a twenty-two from his diaper and shot him. <laughs> Uh-oh, he's coming in here. Get behind the counter. Look busy. Get under the counter. It'll be better. He slammed the door so hard he broke the glass. Yeah, great sense of humor. <laughs> hey, Twinkle Toes. Huh? How about a Demitasty? A Demitasty? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We don't serve hard liquor in here. Look, comic. 
A Dumatasty is a digest version of a cup of coffee. Now, let's have some. Oh, a cup of coffee. Coming right up, sir. Yes, sir. A cup of coffee. Yes, sir. Give me a taste. <laughs> How about a little cream? <laughs> Nothing stingy about this place. How about, how about sugar? Yeah, one lump. One lump. Coming up. <laughs> it's an awful deep cup, believe me. <laughs> now, make yourself right home and drink your dimitessi. If it's all the same with you, blabbermouth, hmm? I'm going to make myself comfy and put my artillery on the count. <laughs> Been out playing trick or treat? <laughs> Don't let him scare you, Red. He's only bluffing with that tough talk. Yeah, I'm only bluffing with these goose pimples, too. <laughs> I've got a spoon, big mouth. Yeah, a spoon, yes, sir. Coming right up. There you are. Quit stalling and hand it over. You could wait till I let go of it, couldn't you? <laughs> Come over here a minute, skeleton. I got... <laughs> the name's Skelton. I'm referring to your future. So, what is it you want? Well, that cup of coffee was good. A little bit chewy. <laughs> just the way I like it. Yeah, well, I'd pour you another cup, but this is only a half-hour show. <laughs> All right, I'll stop around some other time. Goodbye, huh? He broke that window while ago as he walked in, remember? <laughs> Turn pages, boy. Catch up with it. <laughs> hey, Red. We better clean this place up before the customers start coming in. Yeah, you, you, you put a new glass in that door. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll dust off some of these pies so they won't look so stale. <laughs> Say, uh, you need a short order, Cook. I'm going to put a sign on the window. Maybe that'll get one in. That's a good idea. Now, there's a lot of work to be done around here, and I don't intend just standing around. So if you want me, I'll be out in the kitchen taking a nap. <laughs> well, don't strain yourself. Well, there's a guy looking at that help-wanted sign I put in the window. It's that punch-drunk fighter, Cauliflower McPug. It's always hearing bells and birds. No, nice blanket on here, boy. Nice blanket. <laughs> hey, you want to have a door put on that? If that door there, you want to have a bell put on that door? Yeah. <laughs> you put it. You put it. Put a bell on that door, and you can tell when people were coming in. Get smart, boy. Get a bell on that door. <laughs> Listen, there is a bell on that door. Yeah. Didn't you hear it ring when you came in? When you white guy or something? <laughs> you know I didn't hear no bell. What do you think I am? Punky or something? <laughs> what do you want in here? A pet store? Boy, them parakeets are noisy. Cauliflower, for your information, this is a restaurant. Well, from what I hear, you're catering to nothing but boys. <laughs> Why don't you wait on them canaries? They're thinking for the tougher, you know. <laughs> I saw you looking at that sign in the window. Is yeah. that what you came in here about? Yeah, that's what I came in here about. That giant in the window. Oh. <laughs> uh, tell me, uh, how long has your clearance sale been going on? Look, the sign doesn't say anything about a clearance sale. It oh, says, short order, cook, wanted. Can't you read? Sure, I can read. I can read reading, but I can't read writing. <laughs> and that writing is rotten. Believe me. 
grab an apple for the teacher to school bound get through. How punchy can you get? What's that? I said, how punchy can you get? Well, that's pretty hard to tell. I'm rather young yet, you know. <laughs> hey, you need a cook in this joint, huh? How about hiring me, huh? How about hiring me? Huh? What do you know about cooking? Well, uh, for three years, I was on KB in the Army. I used to cook the food for the whole regiment, and they loved it. They just loved my cooking, you know. <laughs> I was the pride of the canine corps. <laughs> The canine corps? Yes. What were you, a dog face? I was a dog... Oh, that's you. <laughs> that's you. Didn't get much of a laugh, but it's you. Uh, why do you want to work here? Aren't you fighting anymore? I fight a couple of nights a week, Mr. Bruno. Well, then you'll want two nights a week off. Oh, no, no. Just two minutes. You see, my bouts, I get them over with in a hurry. I speed up my... Oh, stop that, will you? What's the matter with you? Oh, What's the matter with oh, you? Oh, some guys always tap me on the shoulder, but when I turn around, he's never here. <laughs> but tell me something. After you have a fight, uh, will you feel like working? Believe me, I won't feel anything. <laughs> One thing about me, I always come out after a fight in the same condition I go in, unconscious, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I was a boy, a fuck up and flew over that time. <laughs> my fight last week. I was fighting Jim Harkins. He over in Burbank. Uh-huh. And the way he came after me, why, you think I was trying to drum up business for a Montgomery. For a what? For a mortuary. So hard, I can't breathe down the back of my neck now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, I hit that, that canvas and I bounced for about five minutes. I mm-hmm. My manager had to dribble me back to the dressing room. Well, no wonder you walk around on your heels. Your brains are scrambled. Oh, yeah? You think I'm punchy? You yeah. ought to see that rattler I room with. There is a guy that's really gone. What do you mean? This guy is really gone. He flies all over the country just to show the people what a good pilot he is. Well, what's wrong with that? He got no airplane. <laughs> I know, I'm his co-pilot. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Cauliflower. Yeah. I can't hire you for a cook, but we need a dishwasher. Dishwasher? And the job is yours if you want it. Well, what do you pay, boy? What do you pay? Four dollars a day. Oh, now that's reasonable, that's reasonable. Mm, of course, out of that four dollars, I have to deduct three dollars a day for your meal. Oh, that's reasonable, that's reasonable. And then there's another deduction for income tax, Social Security, and medical insurance. That comes to uh, 92 cents a day. Well, reasonable. Now, let's see. That leaves you with a net earning of eight cents a day. Yeah. And that's not counting your car fare. Well, that costs me ten cents a day. Uh-huh. Are you sure you want the job, Cauliflower? Sure, I need the money. <laughs> uh, Cauliflower. Yes? On second thought, I don't think I can use you as a dishwasher. That's okay. Think nothing of it. I gotta run anyhow. You see, I'm a volunteer fireman, and I hear a third alarm bell ring, and I'll see you later, boy. <laughs> Come here a minute. Come here. Look. What do you want, Red? Look, I put a board on that door where the glass was broken. Now we can slam it hard and it won't, won't break. What? Clever, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's been a cheap board. Say, <laughs> hey, Skelton. What? Already I think we made a bad investment. Oh, give it a chance, boy. Let's put some life in the place. Put a nickel in that joke box. Juke box, please. <laughs> I joke for a nickel right now. <laughs> well, tell me, uh, what record are you going to select? Well, here's a good Western uh, uh, tune. It's sung by Roy Rogers' horse, Trigger. 
Trigger sings. Yeah, but he's accompanied by Tennessee Ernie and his cow orchestra. <laughs> it features Elsie and her magic milking bucket. <laughs> well, let's not waste it just on us. Oh. Pick out another record. All right, how about this one? Dave Rose and his orchestra playing Paris. Wee <laughs> wee. insurance company and take out some fire insurance on this joint. Okay, and on your way back, stop at the store and pick up a box of matches and some kerosene. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad we figured out a way to make some money off of this restaurant. I'll see you later, boys. And don't slam that door. Just spent an hour putting a new glass in it. Yeah, look who's coming across the street. It's Junior. She's running right out in front of the traffic. <laughs> Good heavens, I better run out and see if he's all right. Junior, are you hurt? Didn't get a scratch, Diggo. Didn't get a scratch. But did you notice that Cadillac is wearing an off-the-shoulder Chevrolet? <laughs> Junior, you know better than to run out in the street. Never mind that fact, though. I come over here to talk a little business with you. Shall we step into your place of establishment? 
Come on in, Junior, but don't slam the door because I just put a new glass in it and it might break. Ah, uh, you can't break glass by slamming the door. Oh, yes, you can. I can. Well, thanks for your permission. <laughs> Junior, how could you? Well, you just told me I could. For goodness sake, if you want another demonstration, you have to put glass in that door again. For two cents, I'd give you a whipping. Oh, I should pay you two cents at home. I can get all I want for nothing. <laughs> well, go away now and don't bother me. I'm busy. Yeah, that's what I have come over to see you about, Pacho. This restaurant has got to go. Why does it have to go? Because I happen to be running a women aid stand across the street, see? Yeah. And uh, I can't stand any competition, see? Now I'll give you 24 hours to clear out, get lost. What if I don't feel like clearing out? See this brick I got here in my hand? I'm looking. Now take a look at your big bay window. Mm-hmm. Not the one you chose, the other one here. <laughs> now put two and two together, see? Can yeah. you imagine how drafty it's going to be in here? Yes, I can. Now, Junior, there's no need to threaten me. I'm sure we can get along doing business in the same neighborhood. After uh, all, I don't sell lemonade. Uh, you don't sell food. Yes, I do. I sell food. My stand is world famous for its mud pies. <laughs> now, who would buy mud pies? I'll tell you who. The folks who drink my lemonade. It tastes so lousy that you buy the mud pie to throw at me. <laughs> you should see me at the end of a busy day. I'm loaded with pennies and colored with mud. I is known as the filthy witch. <laughs> well, Junior, to show you there's no hard feelings, I'll give you some sugar for your lemonade. How's that? Well, that's great. Could you also give me a lemon? The one I've been using, I had for four months now. You see. <laughs> it's getting a little browned and moldy. Mm. I don't know why. I only had it a couple of months. Uh-huh. Well, don't look now, but here comes your mother. Oh, the hairbrush kid rides again. <laughs> I was wondering how long it was going to take her to discover that I figured out the combination on the crib. <laughs> oh, hello, Rod. Have you seen Junior? Well, he was here a minute ago. Oh, there he is, peeking out of the garbage disposal. <laughs> you stool pigeon. Junior, get out of that garbage disposal. Somebody's liable to turn the switch on and you'll clog up the plumbing. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad somebody, somebody loved, mom, loved me around here. Mommy, you sure look pretty. Yeah, oh. I, gotta go to work <laughs> I don't you start that huffity mcguffity stuff with Mommy, me. Mommy, what's your language? Edna's listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now stop trying to change the subject. How many times have I told you never to cross the street alone? Well... Rod, what am I going to do with him? Well, I know a good taxidermist where you could have him stuffed cheap. <laughs> oh, Rod, how can you ever think of yeah, such a thing? how do you think of things? He wouldn't look good hanging over the fireplace. No. <laughs> look, if you're both so anxious to stuff me, how about doing it with ice cream and, and cake, huh? How about that? That banana pie there looks delicious. Junior, look get the... your hands off that pie. No, I want it, Mommy. Let go. Let no, go. no, Junior, stop tugging. No, stop that. You folks who have been watching those comedies on television, you know how this is going to end. You know? Junior, let go of that pie. Okay, kiddo. Junior! Well, you said let go of it. It's the first time I've ever enjoyed obeying you. Oh! Wait till I get my hands You'll never take me alive! He's going out the back door. Don't slam it, Junior! That's funny. It didn't break. <laughs> Let's face it. They don't make glass the way they used to. Now, 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, until next Sunday... This is Red Skelton saying goodbye now, and thanks for listening, and thanks for buying more and more of that workday miracle, Tide. And this is Rod O'Connor reminding you that Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap on earth. Cleaner than any other washing product sold throughout America. That's why... You get the cleanest wash in town with Join us again next Sunday for the Red Skelton Show. Red Skelton has heard of this program through the courtesy of Metro Golden Mayor. This is a copyrighted feature. Transcribe. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Stay tuned for Lights Out next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Lights Out and a show that was first aired way back in 1936. Lights Out, everybody. It is later than you think. This is Arch Obler bringing you another in our series of stories of the unusual. And once again, we caution you. These Lights Out stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely... If you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Yes, yes, Adelina, I am here. No, Camilla. No, Camilla. Yes, yes, she'll be here any moment. I sent for her. You must not talk, Adelina. You're strong. Come, Frank. We'll go see if Dr. Miller is coming. Yeah. So, now I can breathe. But, Herbert, Dr. Miller, why do you send for her? What can she do? Don't be a fool. Did you not hear her? But the old woman. Dr. Miller, Dr. Miller. I tell you, she drove me crazy with it. Until finally, I sent for Dr. Miller. But will she come? Who knows? If she does come, what difference can it make? The old woman, worn-out machine. Eighty-four years is long enough. Ah, perhaps that is the doctor now. I will go with you. I cannot believe that she would come here. In a moment, we shall see. Yes, yes, I am coming. Adelina lives here? Yes. Yes, Dr. Miller. Uh, you do not recognize me, perhaps. I am the mayor, old Albert. Oh, yes. Uh, will you honor my house by entering? Of course. I, I did not know if you would come. You are so busy. She is such an old She's a woman. a friend of my mother's. Where is she? Uh, oh, this way, please. <laughs> Albert. Oh, oh, yes. Doctor, if you will permit me. This is my good neighbor, Frank. It, it is a great honor meeting you, Dr. Miller. Adelina, you say she is dying. Why do you keep me from her? Oh, no, no, Doctor. Do not even think such a thing. Come. Come this way. In here, doctor. In here. 
Ah, you hear? She talks with her last breath so pitifully. It is a great pity. Ah, for one as old as she, it would take heaven's own intervention to Please stop. Please go now. Huh? Oh, yes, yes, of course, Doctor. Anything you say. Adelina. Wow. Try to open your eyes. It is I, your old friend, Dr. Mueller. Now, Yes, I came as quickly as I could. Now, Camilla. Yes. Here is my hand. Uh, oh, my friend, you are in pain. My son. Hmm? My youngest. In two days, he will be here. Oh, Dr. Miller, I am so tired, and I want to die, but not yet. Not yet. No. No, you must live. Not yet. Not yet. I tell you, I must not die. Not yet. Adelina, please. My youngest, he comes. I must see him once more. I must not die. Not yet. Not. Oh, my friend. You, you call me friend, don't you? You, my only friend. Pity. What can I do? Give me life. Give me life with a few more hours until my son arrives. You are so wise. A few more hours. Say you can give me life. Life. I am so old. I know. The blood is cold and warm. But in your wisdom, you must know some way. You keep a little warmth within me. A little warmth until he comes. I, uh, I don't see talk, friend. Do not turn away from me. I beg you, have pity, help me, hold me, I have fought so long, now you must help me, Dr. Miller, a few more breaths, until my son, yes, I will help you. You must not speak. You must use all your strength in listening and trying to understand what I'm going to say. Hi. Good friend, what I'm about to tell you is so... so strange that I almost dare not speak. And yet if I'm to help you as you ask, I must speak. No, 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 just listen. As you've said yourself, death is very close to you. And since yours is the disease of old age, of a body worn with long years of living, there's nothing that medicine can do for you. Except perhaps to ease your leaving of this life. Yes, sir. And I will help you. But what I'm about to do to you is... 
is something I should not do. Listen, good friend. Try to understand. For many years, I have worked with little white mice attempting to discover the true nature of cancer. For many years, good friend. And while in these studies, I have made a discovery. A discovery which... which goes beyond all understanding. Oh, In working on the little creatures, I, I discovered that when an organism has lived its full span of years... The cells within the body become aged, worn, and become what I call a fibroblast. Now I've discovered that by injecting the extract of the uh, tissues, oh, she dies. What should I promised her? I must do it. I must. My instrument case. I must. I must. My promise. The hypodermic. My hands tremble. The liquid, so green. If it only gives her a little more of life. My hands must be sure. Needle. Deep into her heart. No, no, you must live. Only a few seconds more. Until I... foolishness, the reaction on the mice, only the illusion to my hopes. And to do what I've done to this old woman, her dying flesh, her pulse almost gone. Oh, forgive me, old friend. In your death. No. Not dead. It is I, Frank, on such news. He is coming here. Hmm? I tell you, he comes here. The mayor is cringing him. He refused to wait until morning. And who is this impatient one that has to see me at midnight? It is... It is... His Excellency. His Excellency? Yeah. Frank, what are you saying? I tell you, it is His Excellency. Oh, his last name. I never can remember names. His, his picture, you, you see his picture everywhere. He is coming here, doctor, to see you. 
The mayor is bringing him. Thank you, Fiend. Thank you. No, no, I said the truth, Doctor. The great one has heard of the miracle of Adelina. What are you saying? Yeah, the miracle. There is a resurrection from the grave. I hear him talking to the mayor. He is coming to see you. Ah, ah there. Yeah, you see, I tell you the truth. Open up. Open up in there. Oh, aren't you going to open the door? What else is there to do? Open it, sir. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what an honor. What an honor. Dr. Miller, you know who I am? Yes, Your Excellency. I am a man of few words. I will speak plainly. I want plain answers. I am at your service, Your Excellency. Then tell me quickly, how did you do this miracle? Miracle? He means Avelina, His Excellency. Close your him. mouth. I am talking. Go, all of you. Yes, yes, Your Excellency. Now then, Doctor, I ask you for an answer. How did you give that old woman back her youth? Well, don't stand there staring at me. I want an answer. How did you do it? There is nothing to say. Nothing to say? No. Do you realize to whom you are speaking? Now, there is no doubt you do not. In your unfortunate isolation, you have failed to do your duty in having the proper knowledge of who is important to the state. All right. I will educate you. I am Joseph Brown, doctor of philosophy and member of the Department of Propaganda. I know of you. So? Then speak plainly. There is no use hiding facts. I've seen the woman with my own eyes. Your fat mare took me to her. I've talked to neighbors, friends. I know that she was worn out, aged, dying. Now she's young again. Speak, and speak plainly. How did you do it? And if I tell you? If you tell me. My dear doctor, this is your house? Yes. Your experiments in that room? My laboratory. Mr. Mayor? Yes, Your Excellency. Come here. Yes, Your Excellency. Open that door. I have one, Your Excellency. Into your laboratory, my fine doctor. I follow. The rest of you stay out here. Now we will be quite alone. So, now we can speak plainly. Ah, so this is where you do your work, my fine doctor? Yes. Uh What have we here? Well, mice. Little white mice. How charming. I use them in my experiments. And what are your experiments? The hereditary factor in cancer. Cancer? So you persist in lying to me. Doctor, they tell me you are a very clever woman. Yet I assure you, you will be most stupid if you persist in keeping the truth from me. I... I am not a violent man. So I ask you very calmly to be sensible and speak freely. Now then, the miracle of youth... How did you do it? I... I am not quite sure myself. I did no answer. Well, there are other methods. Mr. Mayor. You want me, Your Excellency? Come here. Yes, sir. Anything you say, Your Excellency. Mr. Mayor, how old are you? My, uh, Your Excellency, I'm not quite sure. In my fifties, I believe. All right, you will do. Bear your arm. My arm? You heard me. All right, doctor. Give him the injection. Injection? Me? You will kindly shut your mouth. You heard my order, Doctor. Do as I say. The injection. 
To him? Yes, yes, to him. I spoke plainly enough. But I can't do that. Why not? You have more of the liquid. Yes, but don't you understand? It's it's permanent reactions on the human mechanism. I, I don't know that... And so I, I dare not use it. But that woman, she is young. Yes, but... But who knows what... Other... All right. All right. That's quite enough. Doctor, I have come a long way to investigate a rumor. Now I am here, and you will do as I say. If I refuse? Do not speak like a child. I am not a violent man. And yet... Doctor, it would be a pity to lose your life work, hmm? Now do not stand there. I am growing quite impatient. Yes, and the mayor, too, grows impatient. Oh, Your Excellency, what are you going to do to me? I am an old Hold man. your mouth and bear your arm, you old fool. Well, Doctor. I am ready. Excellent. Oh, Doctor, Hold your tongue, I tell you. Proceed, Doctor. Oh. It will not hurt, Albert. <gasps> so, how simple. The needle in, you press the plunger. It is done. How do you feel, my friend? Yes, yes. How is it, old man? What's going on inside of you? I... I... Look, his flesh... Begins to glow like hers did. The wrinkle's gone. He's back straight. It happened again. A miracle. Speak, man. Speak. Your Excellency. My... My head... It hurts. My blood... Rushing through my veins. Doctor, why do you look at me so? My voice sounds so strange in my ears. Look, look in the mirror ahead of you, you old fool. Yes. No, it cannot be. My face, young. I'm young again. Doctor, look at me. Young again. Young again. I'm young again. Young again. Oh, my muscles are strong. Look, I jump, I dance. And let me out of here. Everyone shall see. Yes, go, go. Frank, Frank, everyone, look. I'm young. I'm young again. She made me young. So, it makes them young again. Does it? Are you blind? Didn't you see it just as I saw it? Wrinkled flesh, young, twisted back straight. I tell you, a gift to the state from heaven. Oh, hell. <laughs> all science is mad and all scientists are madmen. I have often said that. Only we who think with our blood think clearly and recognize our destiny. I don't understand. You will receive many honors for this, Doctor. Oh, but first, you have kept an accurate record of your experiments. Yes. May I ask where? Notebook. This. Excellent. In the name of the state, I asked you to give it to me. To you? Yes. What would you do with it? I told you. There are some of us who recognize our destiny. I recognize this as mine. What? With this power in my possession, think. Think what wonders I can perform. An army of youth. Everlasting youth. An but... army invincible. Oh, no. Old men young and young men forever young. An army without end sweeping the earth. And I, yes, I, the leader. No. No, you cannot use it for that. Cannot? Ah, oh, yes, I understand. You are thinking that there is another leader. Well, Doctor, at this moment I can speak quite frankly with you. Yes, there is a leader. And they bow their heads to him, the masses. But I will tell you this. It was my brains, my catchwords, my slogans that taught them to look on him as the invincible. And so, what they shout for is really a man who exists only in me. <laughs> Now perhaps I can take my rightful place. He's an emotional old woman, Nayland. While I, I know the wonder and the power of the soft word. With your elixir of youth to tempt men, I shall become quite invincible. With an army invincible. You do not speak? All right. Then do give me the notebook. You, you cannot make men young to kill. 
Make them young to live. The notebook, Doctor. No, I'll not give it to you. My work has been to preserve life, not to destroy it. The notebook? No, you can't have it. Not for soldiers, do you hear me? Not for soldiers. As you wish, Doctor. I told you, I am not a violent man. Good night. Yes, Your Excellency. Go in there. She has a notebook in her hand. Bring it to me quickly. Yes, Your Excellency. Ah, what a pity. The good doctor. She has committed suicide. Your regiments, General, they do not quite know what is happening to them, eh? It does not matter, Your Excellency. They obey orders. Mm. Come, let us go into your office. As you say. Now then, we can speak most comfortably. How many men have been treated? Fifty picked ones. You are satisfied with the results? It was beyond belief. And so, you will join me? Anything you say. Uh, when does it happen? He gives one of his infernal orations next week in the old hall. With you and the others to help me, I assure you his old womanish ravings will end right there. You'll speak of others. You doubt they will join me? Oh, no. no all men will follow you. Naturally. To think that you should have made such a discovery. I sometimes surprise myself. And you alone know the formula? Yes. That is why I am so sure of you and the others. It will be most pleasant to know the delights of youth forever, my friend. You... Have you taken the injection yet? I? No. No, I decided to wait until the results of our test cases were quite complete. Fifty human guinea pigs. Now that I am certain of the success, yes, I will do it at once. Eh? My injection here. Have it already. Hypodermic field? Very well filled. How interesting it looks in its case, General. My immortality. Yes. You would like your youth again now, too? Oh, I... Oh, I am not ready. There is nothing to fear. You see? I pinch the skin in my arm... The needle bites for a moment. So, it is done. Do you... Do you feel pain? Huh? Uh, pain? No. No, no, no. Only a strange warmth in my veins. I... I feel... I feel my blood seems to run swiftly. Your... Your face. What... What, what is it? Your face. It... It is changing. Yes. Yes, I feel it. I'm young. A young man again. Oh, I told you. Young. Oh. You will pardon me. I'll tell you. No, 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 no. Let him come in. Let him come in. Nothing disturbs a young man. Nothing. Well, what is it you want? Well, how thoughtful of you to bring me such a beautiful young woman. Yeah, it is about her that I have come, Your Excellency. 
Uh, that's her and the mayor. The mayor? Yeah, he is waiting outside. But who are you? Uh, oh, yes, yes, I remember you. Yes, you are from the village. Ah, uh, this woman. The first to be rejuvenated. Yeah, Your Excellency, Hadanina, the very first. The, the villagers, they sent me to ask you. You will help her and the mayor, won't you, Your Excellency? Help? What are you talking about? Yeah. Look at her, the picture of youth. She was dying of old age, but look at her now, young, beautiful. Yeah, Your Excellency, so sad, young as you say, beautiful. But the devil's brew Dr. Miller put into our veins. Listen to what it has done to her. What? Uh, what? Speak, Adelina, speak. No. No. Yeah. No, I won't. I won't. Stop no. It. Make her stop. No. I order you make no, her stop. No. Yeah, no. Quiet, Adelina. No. Quiet, my no. friend. Tell me, you, you. Tell me, what's wrong with the woman? I tell you, the devil's brood. The stuff that makes her young. Speak, I command you, speak. A thousand pardons, Excellency. I'm trying to. It, it, it made her young. It, it made her body young. But day after day, her, her mind... It, it has kept on growing younger. No, no, you lie, you lie. Not the injection. It was something else. Something else that did it. Oh, no, no, no. I tell the truth. Uh, the mayor. He eh? did the same thing to the mayor. The injection. No, no. It can't be the injection. No. It... General, what? Why do you look at me? You. You took an injection. A large one. Get out. Out, all of you. Out. Yes, you can't frighten me. Get out. Out. Yes. Get out, you lie. It was not the injector. It was something else. I'm, I'm all right. My mind is strong. Out. Out. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was lies. It, it cannot be the injection. No, no, no. Some, some strange disease. Yes, yes. I... I'm all right. I, I must be all right. Yes, I, I, I'm strong. My, my mind is strong. I, I, I'm young. I, I, I'm not a violent man. No, no. I, I, I am young. My mind is strong. How can the mind grow young and the body stay old? It cannot be. My voice. My head. It spins. Younger. What was I saying? Younger. The room spinning. Where am I? My voice. Strange. These clothes. Soldier clothes.
Thank you for listening. I hope you'll be with me next week as I uncover more gems from the golden age of radio. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.